Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Leader Huddle podcast. I am your host, Gabe, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in and joining. And I am super excited about this episode today because I have my very good and dear friend, Ryan Dunahoe, on the show with me. Welcome, Ryan, to the Leader Huddle podcast. Hey, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan and I go back uh, whoo, what, what, how long have we known each other? Like s- seven years, maybe Man. a little bit longer. Yeah. Maybe I think a little bit longer. Yeah. Seven yeah, years. Nine. And, and, um, Ryan's, Ryan's an amazing guy, man. He does a lot of awesome things. He's very, uh, active in his, his church. That's actually how we met in, uh, through the church there, his church in, uh, Redlands Hope Center. And, um, but Ryan, he, you, you, you have a lot of uh, experience and wisdom and knowledge come from a great family and um, you're also a veteran. So by the way, thank you sure. for your service. My pleasure. And um, yeah, t- tell us uh, a little bit about you. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I go to Hope Center Church in Redlands, uh, Brother Wilman's church, and I'm married to my wife, Patricia, and uh, I have two kids. Uh, my daughter's name is Blake. She's five. And my son is Langston. And if you live in Redlands, you've probably heard him. He's really loud. He's a terror. He's, he's <laughs> awful. But that's my, uh, no, uh, that's my, that's my dog right there. His name's Langston. He's two going on three. Um, I've been coming to Hope Center um, full time since 2018, July of 2018, about to be four years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or 17. It was anyway, I've been going, uh, to hope center for, for several years now. And, uh, my dad, uh, is a full-time evangelist and that's how I kind of got introduced to Redlands and, and pastor Arroyo and and brother Gabe, um, just being in the area. And, um, you know, we, we kind of hooked up musically Mm -hmm. and, um, and, to... and with food, bro. Oh, yes. Because if, yeah. if, there's, if there's one thing, I mean, your dad, <laughs> that man can preach up a storm. He's yeah. an anointed evangelist. But when he's done preaching, it's time to grub. And that's what really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least for me. We, we were kindred spirits before, but man, we, we, we connected on another level at that point. My dad's famous line is, I love Jesus, and I love coffee, and I love food. In there that you order. go. He's funny. Your your dad's uh, well. You guys are from the south, right? Originally. Yeah. So I w- I was born in uh, Texas, born okay. and raised in Texas until I was 11 years old. Then we moved out to uh, San Diego. Okay. And my dad was assistant pastor there um, for three or four years, and then um, as a family, we packed up and got into an RV, went evangelizing, and wow. traveled all over North America. Um, wow. States, Canada. Mm-hmm. all over and then um obviously here in southern california not too far from san diego is when i got introduced to you and and yeah life is from here so yeah what about your uh, military uh experience tell us a little bit about that yeah so when i was uh 18 years old um i was a knucklehead man believe mm-hmm. it or not i was i was a was a full-on knucklehead and um you know i always said my dad was a, he, he's a veteran as well. He had always told me, he said, you better not join the military. You better not join the military. And I got to 18. I was like, I'm never going to do that. Never going to do that. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I think that's You're what I got to do. It. 
And just in general, um, man, the, mil- the military, it did a lot for me, a lot of positive. Um, but I, it, it's, it's tough, you know, being living for God in, in the military is, is no easy task. You yeah. see why it's, it's not exactly the preferred route for a lot of people mm-hmm. and, and leadership pastors are, you know, it's, it's kind of a last resort for, for them. And I see why, like it, it definitely, I, w- I was at a very low point in my life. Um, so it, it helped me, it, it kind of built me back up and, and, you know, it, it broke me in a way mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they helped, um, put me back together a little bit because, you know, I was, like I said, I was a knucklehead. Yeah. Nobody else, no other 18 year olds, a knucklehead. Just, just, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were but, all knuckleheads at that age, bro. Yeah, man. I was, I was something else, but, mm-hmm. um, so I was in the military for four years, 11 months, nine days and one minute. And, um, I got out mm-hmm. and, uh, came here. And since my wife is from, from Redlands, we, uh, I decided, you know what, all her family's from Redlands. We might as well make, make Redlands home. Yeah. I love Redlands, man. I've, uh, I too was not born and raised in California and I uh, grew up in the country East coast though, uh, born and raised in North Carolina. And, 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 uh, also my dad uh, is a veteran and serving the military. And, but, but that being said, you, you know, your dad, you mentioned is an evangelist. You grew up traveling the country, um, and and uh, something a lot of people may not know and i mean the true office uh biblically speaking of the evangelist is is uh someone who goes in and helps a local church or a local pastor um uh, to evangelize in their community and uh, i know personally from from uh, being uh not just a witness but a recipient uh and a and a someone who's benefited from your father's ministry, as well as what I've witnessed um, is that in his um, line of evangelism or in his ministry, his calling and how he fulfills that role, he doesn't just go and preach. Um, so I, I know sometimes he stayed on extended, if you will, assignments and, and really stayed. So the, the reason I'm drawing that out is because I'd say, um, it, you know, based on your upbringing, um, you, you've seen actually a lot of uh, leadership um, roles and capacities and experiences uh, yeah, through your through your dad's ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, just just being um, exposed to to a lot of different types of leaders and and you know being the the young evangelist kid, you know I was always I always had the benefit of of setting by the pastors. And that was, that was the person that I was always wanting to set by. We'd go to the restaurants and Mm -hmm. be 12, 13 year old knucklehead kid. And I would always, you know, I wouldn't want to sit by my dad. He wasn't cool. I would always, (laughs) pastor, pastor Royal, can I sit by you? Can I sit by you Mm -hmm. at the restaurant? And I was always, uh, you know, just, I I, I had the, the, the blessing and, and the ability to be close to them. And, um, and maybe I wasn't necessarily, uh, consciously learning anything at that sure, age, subconsciously, sure. I was, I was picking up things and that's mm-hmm. how they dealt with, with an issue here or an issue there. Yeah. And then like you mentioned, and, and that, that definitely translated to the military to where, um, where in the military there's, there's, I don't want to jump ahead, but there's always two types of leaders. Yeah, go there's ahead. Types of leaders, the ones that are a boss and the ones that you, you'll, 
you'll do anything for. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, and, and it really, even going back, you, you, you try and pick out something or I, I always try to pick out something like, oh, I, I really like that he does that. Or I really, it's not my favorite thing when, yeah. when they do that. And in the military, you had that, like you, you, there was somebody that you would do, you would stay late for and, and you would, you didn't mind doing a little extra manual labor for them. But there's other people where it's hard to not just give them the bare minimum because they're such, they were such a poor leader. They were a boss and yeah, just got promoted. They did. That's all that was. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad you're on the show today and, um, you know, excited to talk about this uh, today's podcast. So today our, our theme, if you will, or the topic that we're going to talk about is flexible leadership. And, um, you know, this, this topic is, is an interesting one um, because at least I, it's my opinion, this isn't a fact written down anywhere. Um, I think a lot of people think they're flexible in times where they don't need to be flexible. And then when it comes time to be, flex, be flexible, uh, it's like they find out you're really not that flexible. Um, maybe I'm speaking for myself, um, but. No, 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 uh, you're, you're, you're right there, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> we want to talk about flexible leadership. And, and um, first we're going to talk about, you know, what, what it is. And then before the end of the show, for those who are watching or listening, we want to give you uh, just three quick uh, tips about how to improve uh, flexibility as leadership. So Ryan, I'll let you start it off. Uh, why don't you just answer the question, what is flexible leadership? Um, in my opinion, uh, being a flexible leader is, is just being able to adapt. And um, I, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it was the good old brother, Mike Tyson said, uh, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mm. You get hit in the mouth, you know, whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got a good plan. A, I believe even people that aren't necessarily great leaders mm-hmm. can come up with a good plan. A, but having that, what separates a leader from a, from a great leader is, you know, when plan a doesn't work and you're, you get, you get hit in the mouth that first time and you're like, all right, it's time. It's time to be flexible. What's plan B. We, we got to come up with plan B on the fly and be mm-hmm. ready to go. So just being able to, to adapt quickly, and efficiently is is one of the main that's how i would summarize flexible mm-hmm. leadership how and, you yeah and you'll have to forgive me because i'm i'm uh, wasn't in the military but i was raised by uh, a marine and one of the i don't know if it's it, the reason why i say you have to forgive me i don't know if this phrase is uh strictly belongs to the marine corps or if it's just a general military principle but adapt and overcome adapt and overcome yeah. You know, so my dad would, would always say, um, you know, we face, you know, it didn't matter what it was. I would, you know, I could be a kindergartner in school and, you know, didn't like what my lunch, mom packed for lunch. My dad's like adapt and overcome, you know, <laughs> and uh, that's that's kind of the way it was. But, um, you know, that principle of uh, adaptability and uh, being able to to really change, you know, the direction or the plan or what you're presented with to adapt your response and how you, you know, deal with that, um, you know, is, is absolutely uh, relevant to, to what it means, you know, to be flexible in, in leadership. And I think in general, you know, when we say the word uh, flexibility, I, I think, you know, anyone who's listening knows what flexibility is. But for me, 
when we talk about flexible leadership, we add the leadership element to it. I think you hit the, the, the nail right on the head. And that is that as a leader, I have to be, it, this is a critical um, uh, attribute and trait that I have to have as a leader to have the um, wisdom enough to, to plan well, but the uh, foresight and insight enough to know that um, there should be at least a backup plan. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so I, I think when we're talking about flexible leadership, it's really hard, at least for me, I'll just speak for myself and you can share what you think. Um, it's hard when plans don't go the way we want them to go. Yeah. I, I think a, a piece of that is as, as a leader and, and we all want to strive to be a really good leader, the, the best possible leader that we can be. It's we've put in that time to, to make plan a, we'll, we'll just stick with that little mm-hmm. theme to make plan a. And of course it's, it's always easier when it goes smooth, it goes great, but having knowing when to, to cut the line on it and mm-hmm. we're like, man, I, I put so much time into plan a, or I, 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 I helped develop that music, that musician or, or I've spent so much time on, on that person, but they're no longer hungry or they're no longer doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So being able to know when to, you know what, I got to go to plan B and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's sometimes that's a whole lot more work. Sometimes it's a minor shift, but being able to to cut that line and say, you know what, we, we have to go to plan B and not holding on to plan A for too long. And, and unfortunately, you know, taking it, down mm-hmm. taking the ship down yeah and and i think that segues us to the next question and that we i think is we need to answer and that is why is flexibility and leadership important and you said something that that you know just uh spoke to me right now and that's that man uh we as leaders we have this tendency to um you know to 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 write our plan whether it goes well, whether it goes bad to the end, to the finish, till it, you know, it, we're, we're going to ride this thing until it dies, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I see that so many times I've been guilty of that myself, uh, in, in, in previous times of, of learning and growing is that, um, we have to be okay with the fact that, um, sometimes what we plan, even if it's a collaborative effort, you know, um, you know, multiple people planning together that sometimes um, the plans that we have and the things that we're trying to do, there was some unforeseen element or there was uh, some circumstance that, you know, we couldn't have predicted that now renders the plan ineffective or renders mm-hmm. the plan, you know, um, not the, no, it's no longer the best plan. Uh, and there's leaders who, who will, you know, be like that captain, you know, who will die with, who will die with his sinking ship because by God, that's my ship, you know, and uh, we we can, we can get married to, to, uh, to our own work, you know, the, the pride of our own work. Sure. And so, you know, why is flexibility important? Because, um, you know, if, if, if the captain dies with the ship, uh, he doesn't live to get on another boat and keep sailing. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I think f- having flexibility and leadership is it, it starts with a mindset that um, it's more than just about me. Oh, that's good. 
That's really good. You know, it's more than just about me because I, if I'm a leader, it should be about more than just me. It should be about other people. And so if I'm not willing to be flexible, I'm not just sinking my own ideas or sinking my own plans and my own whatever I'm, I'm actually affecting everybody else that's on this boat with me, you know? So what do, what do you think? Why, why is flexibility important? Um, I, I, I kind of going in the same vein there. I believe having a flexible leader, you know, I've, I've, I've been a leader before and I've, I've also been a follower, mm-hmm. someone that, that, you know, gets led. And I think having a, a, a flexible leader, um, you're going to maximize your efficiency that you're going to get out of that person. Because I know that I'm not just doing something in vain, that there's a reason that I'm being led to do this. Mm-hmm. And so I know that if they're asking me to do X, Y, Z, then, then I'm going to put, I'm going to go all in because I'm, I'm going to give my maximum effort for that. Mm-hmm. And um, being, being a flexible leader, it shows, shows people, if you're in that leader position, it shows them the the people that you're leading, that you're mission minded and that, that you're going to get the mission done. Yeah. That this good. isn't about, you, you said it earlier, it's not about me or it's not about, you know, making my department or, or my area that I'm in ministry in excel or look good, mm-hmm. but it's about making, you know, everyone's sold out on being mission minded. And, and that's just going to create that, that atmosphere and that, that work ethic and, maximize efficiency getting the best and and the most out of everybody that you can yeah i agree 100 percent. and um you know it's it's funny because as we're sitting here <laughs> having this conversation we're like, that's good this is good we're impressing each other uh oh, yeah. you know it, this is actually kind of the, the 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 funny thing and it segues us into this next point and that's that um this as with many things this is easier said than done right well, we, we could talk about this all day, you know, but then throw a wrench at my plans tomorrow and I'll be <laughs> going back and listening to the podcast. <laughs> preach to me, preach to me. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I'll say this. Um, this last season, I, I think everybody, and I, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it, but I have to talk about it because it's so, uh, I think we're still in the season a little bit. And uh, this last season with COVID, and, you know, it was a little over a year, uh, everything that's been going on and, and I'm not going to get political, you know, but just, just how this pandemic, whether you think it was a conspiracy or not, or whatever side you're on, I don't care how this pandemic has just affected day-to-day life, uh, in every aspect, in every arena, in our personal lives and, uh, our work, you know, in our churches and our communities, our friendships, our families, um, is, I mean, I think it's safe to say, you know, nobody has ever known the future, but if there's ever been a time, in my opinion, where truly we don't know what tomorrow is holding, <laughs> it's, it's in this season, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and like, I remember, you know, at the start of COVID, I'll just share this real quick, you know, uh, the weekend that, um, Newsom locked down California, my daughter was born that, that day, uh, or the day prior rather. And we were in the hospital and I, I kid you not, bro. I went out to get a burger cause I was starving and my wife, she could only eat ice chips. So I couldn't eat in front of her. 
<laughs> I left to get a burger, bro. And I came back to the hospital and it was locked down security everywhere. They wouldn't let me inside. The, the guy was like, your, your burger might have COVID because no one knew about COVID yet. You know, they want, yeah. they, they didn't want to let us, they didn't want to, I'm like, dude, my wife's in there. My newborn is in there. I've been here, here sleeping in your that's hospital a for a day, bro. bro. It was, that, that's it was crazy. And that's like and, worst case scenario. Yeah. And what was crazy is poor, poor Marina, my wife, um, she, she, I was gone so long. She thought something happened to me because oh. they wouldn't let me back in until I went through this big, long line, got my temperature, filled out a questionnaire, signed my name on a dotted line, threw my burger in the trash. Like I'm, I kid you not, bro. It was like, from, you know, 30 minute, what was supposed to be a 30 minute run real quick, grab a burger, come back, ended up being hours. And from that moment, that's such a defining moment for me, yeah. bro. It's like, oh my gosh, dude, this season has just been so unpredictable. It's been crazy. For sure. Yeah. And, and you know, we've seen it. I know you've seen it, you know, in, in the church setting and the work setting. How has how, this whole COVID thing been with you guys? Um, You know, it's, we, we our church had a, um, we had like a camera for, for something that we certainly didn't use it for live stream. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if live stream was a, in our vocabulary yeah. like in February of last <laughs> year, real. live stream. What do we need that for? You know, yeah. just come to church, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so we went from, and I think we've upgraded our cameras like twice mm-hmm. because we've, we've realized the importance of um, having to have, uh, a good presentation on yeah. there. So we went from, you know, everybody mandated wearing masks in our sanctuary to being outside, you know, mm-hmm. spread out, um, back inside wearing mask, inside not having to wear mask, outside. Like it, it's just been, from, if you had week plans, to week, bro. forget about it, you know, like, yeah, as, uh, on the staff, you know, you, you have those, those annual staff meetings and, and you plan out all the stuff and we're going to go for this. This is what we're going to do. Forget about it, you know, yeah. month by month now. And, and you hope you just hope that you get to see the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know so, what's going to happen. So. That is so true, man. As a matter of fact, this was the first year in the, the 10 years that I've been at my church, almost 10 years. This is the first year that we actually changed our planning met because you're right, bro. We you usually plan the year. Yeah. And we, we, we went to quarterly planning and it was like, even that even quarterly every three months, like, Oh man, this changed. Now this, this stipulation came out, all these things happened. Yeah. And um, I I've seen, bro, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember when um, the pandemic happened and everybody had to start live streaming Um uh, like you couldn't get camera equipment. You could, you could, everything was sold out. As a matter of fact, even a home, home office equipment, this chair that I'm sitting in, bro, man, it's just, it's so crazy. And and it's funny. Cause I know exactly what you're talking about, but um, get, getting back to, on topic here, what, uh, what I think we've all learned in this season is uh, the, the absolute necessity to be, flexible mm-hmm. in our lives, flexible with in, in our in our leadership, flexible in our churches, flexible in our, our work, all of these things. And uh, I came across this article, um, you and I have looked at it already. And uh, for those who want to read it, I'll post it in the, the uh, description. 
but the, it, it was one of the main um, uh, headlines or that, that on this article that caught my attention. And I want us to just kind of dissect it. And this is what this is I'm quoting here. It says ambiguity is the new normal question mark is a question. So in other words, is, is ambiguity or uncertainty? Uh, this is the new normal, the new the new era that we live in, you know, this mm -hmm. vague, amb ambiguous, you know, uncertain kind of realm that the world seems to be floating in right now. <laughs> and so uh, what do you think about that? Is ambiguity the new normal? Is it not? You know, what, what do you think? Well, let me just go ahead and qualify since we're doing leadership and uh, plans for the month. This is my answer for this month. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think it is, bro. I think it is. And, and you, you gotta have that, um, that, that portion of just being flexible and, um, you know, having, having the, the ability to adapt and, and, you know, being open to, to more than one, one way to, to skin the cat, because when, when, when things hit the fan, um, mm -hmm. like they have, then you're going to have to rely on, on outside voices and outside influences to, to help and, and come up with another, uh, another plan. What about mm -hmm. yourself? See, now I'll just be honest, bro. This, this is a really hard one for me. And I'll, I, I'm a, I'm type A personality. Uh, I'm a super planner, super organizer. Like, like when I married into my fam, my wife's family, uh, they're, polar opposites which is usually what happens opposites attract you know and i remember the first time we went on vacation like i wanted a whole itinerary bro of like what we we're doing you know we wake up at this time we're gonna eat here we're gonna go there we're gonna do you know all from sun up to sundown because that's how i was raised you know yeah and they're like no that's we're the military that's the military that you that you were taught bro that's right dude and they were like brother there's like oh we're just gonna chill well what are we gonna do i don't know we'll do something we're just going to hang out, you know, and I'm like, oh, bro, that used to burn me up so bad. I've, I've gotten better I, and, and I really do. I have to work at it when we go on vacation with her side of the family. And if they're watching all of you guys, Daniel, Chad, Erica, Michelle, I love all of you, but I have gotten better. I, I do. I'm trying to just, okay, I'm, we're just here. Whatever happens today happens, you know. It's tough but, to let go though, huh? Bro, it is. And so this is my issue with, I agree with you, what you said. But th this is why this is really hard for me, because in our opening conversation, we we're talking about what is flexibility. And we kept, we kept talking about planning, mm -hmm. having a plan, even having yeah. a backup plan. OK, the backup plan requires planning still. It requires work. It requires coming up with the plan. And so my difficulty with this is that if ambiguity or this era of uncertainty is the new normal, bro that 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 just gets under my skin as somebody who's a planner yeah no no no. i i agree and 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 i think it's the military because my dad you know he he put that he put that into me being you know we're not we're not going to be late for anything and and plan this you know and uh it's actually you, you you might be familiar with it as well but i i use it it's a part of my um my everyday vocabulary is backwards planning so let's say church starts at seven o'clock. I backwards plan and I don't, I don't mean to get off track here, but no, you're good. I'll, Go for I'll, it. I'll, I'll loop it all together at the end. Go ahead. 
but if church starts at seven o'clock and I know prayer starts at six 30. Um, and if I'm not scheduled to do anything, that means I, I want to be there at six 30 for, for prayer. So what time do I have to leave my house? I need to leave my house at six 20. So that means I need to be ready no later than six 15. So if it takes me 25 minutes to get ready and I promise you, it sounds crazy. It sounds Bro. like, if, that's if how my mind this, works too dude if you don't do this like you're probably look, watching us thinking like you guys are psychos <laughs> <laughs> like who thinks like that like just get ready and be there by 6 30 it's not that easy like mm-hmm. because if maybe may, if you're watching this and you don't and you don't backwards plan like that you probably find yourself late a lot late you're late but yeah. that's all musicians come we're almost done <laughs> <laughs> but no like backwards planning and reverse reverse planning is like it's, it's a part of, it's a part of who I am, like in, in every aspect, like if paying bills, like I know I have to pay this, pay this, pay this, like mm-hmm. I'm going to pay the big things first, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it, it's, it's tough to, to let go, but being, being able to, to be flexible and, and multifunction and, mm. and that, that, I think that's, in my opinion, at least for the, for this month, yeah that's we'll see see what happens next 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 month's episode says yeah yeah no that's so true man and um you know what's funny is that is as you were saying that i started thinking you know who's probably loving this season of ambiguity is is non-planners people that are just let go with the flow oh they're loving this bro they're like oh this is amazing they've waited their whole lives for an excuse like this <laughs> i know man for real and that's funny because uh well i was what well, my dad always drilled into me uh is if if you can't be on time be early mm-hmm. you know and and um i have literally applied that to every aspect of my life um and and i mean i remember my first job interview I was there an hour early, bro, because I was so nervous, you know, and I was like sitting there suited up, bro, three-piece suit, tie, and I was interviewing for like a place called uh, Pump It Up. It was like a kid's bounce house zone, you know, I was never going to wear a suit there ever, but I was there an hour early, you know, I was just sitting there with my notepad and my suit just waiting because that, I mean, it was drilled into me, and uh, it definitely, you know, has its, has its, uh, its benefits but but yeah man this whole idea of you know ambiguity uh or you know that this is the new normal i don't even i hate that terminology um (laughs) you know it's difficult however um here's here's the thing about about leadership john maxwell um says that uh uh, there's different types of leaders and but but one of the types of leaders is is a learned leader and um, you know people debate all day is leadership an innate quality is it uh, you know part of our you know your nature someone's born a natural leader um, or is leadership learned and and uh, I believe it's learned I, I that's just my opinion I think um, there may be certain you know characteristic character traits and uh, you know, intrinsic qualities that I have that, that make me personable, but true leadership is learned. And so anyway, the point I was making is that, um, here's the thing. If, if I'm a leader or if I want to be a leader, if I aspire to be a leader, even if you're not in a titled position, you're influencing somebody, you're, you're, you know, somebody's watching you or you're going to get there. And so here's my thing. 
if I'm if I'm a learned leader, then that means even if I don't like this whole season of ambiguity, I have to, like you said, learn how to adapt. I have to learn how to be flexible and realize that if I don't adapt, if I don't become flexible in this season, then I'm going to stop becoming, a, I'm going to stop being a leader. Right. I'm not going to be able to lead people if, if I can't survive this season, however long it's going to be. Sure. And so um, I think what, what everybody, no matter what your personality type is or what have you, you, you have to come to a point where we say, okay, this is the way it is. So how can I be the most effective in this season? And so, um, you know, if this is the new normal, then how do I, as a leader or in my leadership and my personal development, how do I learn how to be more flexible? Because it is essential. I can still be a great planner, but also be someone who is, uh, you know, great at being flexible. Yeah. All right. So before we wrap up the show, um, I think we agree. Both of us agree that this is uh, being being adaptable and being flexible is absolutely necessary and that we are living in a time and a season of, of just uncertainty. And so we have to be uh, flexible. You know, one, one, one phrase uh, that uh, my pastor always says to us at church or to the leaders, and I've, it's, it's becoming my motto. He says, uh, blessed are the flexible for they will never be bent out of shape. <laughs> and I like, that. I like yeah, that. You know, blessed, blessed are the flexible, man, because, you know, you can flex all day. You ain't going to get yep. bent out of shape, you know, so. Yep. You always go um, back. That's right. All right. So before I wrap up the show, we just want to share three uh, tips about how to improve flexibility as a leader. So we're going to knock these out real quick. So I'll start with number one. Number one, the first tip to uh, improving flexibility is stretch yourself. I, I thought about this because I was thinking about physical flexibility, right? You mm -hmm. want to get more flexible? What do you got to do, bro? You got to stretch. You got to stretch. Right. You got to stretch yourself out. And so what do I mean by that? What I mean, not, I don't mean overstretch yourself because sometimes the leaders have a tendency to do that. And then it actually makes you less flexible, right? Like you got your hands in too many things. But what I mean is push yourself, bro. Stretch yourself to try new things, to be open to new things, you know, be open to new ideas, uh, to reach new goals. Um, we're never going to kind of get out of our own box and, and be flexible if we're not willing to, to reach beyond what we're comfortable with. And so we have to be willing sure. to, to stretch, you know, to push ourselves. What you want to add anything to that? Yeah. I, I think I, I have a, a good idea to help, um, another leader out to, to, to help stretch themselves. And that's, that would be to, um, really, take the time to, to know your personnel, KYP. You know, I heard that a lot growing up um, playing sports is you got you to gotta know that, that your teammate over there can't shoot the, the basketball very good, but they have other attributes that are useful. And That's so good. whenever you're looking to, to, to stretch yourself, do that by taking a little bit more time and, and dive into their personal life, figure out what makes them tick. And I – if it helps you as a leader, that's awesome. But I can tell you from being a follower, that little bit of time of, of just, um, you know, feeling a little bit of extra connection, man, that my leader actually cares about me. You know, he's Dude, stops on the hallway 
and he and he he talks to me, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And they may, you know, they, they may remember that, they may not, but you know, know your personnel. And I mm-hmm. think that alone will that'll help you. You talk about stretching that that'll that'll help Ben and and earn you a lot more. Um, Absolutely, a lot more cred, so to speak. Yeah, and if you're a leader of a like a team, or if you have a team, like mm-hmm. what Ryan's talking about, people that you know you're leading over. Not only will that help you, but that will, you know, if we can use the same terminology, that'll stretch your team too. You know, it'll, it'll yeah. kind of push everybody to, to be the best that they can be, you know? So Absolutely. Ryan, why don't you uh, give us number two? Yeah. So expect the unexpected. <laughs> what can go wrong will go wrong. It's just about managing, you know, damage control, you know, yeah. something's going to go wrong with the sound. Something's going to go wrong with, with plan A but just expect the, uh, expect the unexpected. And if you're prepared for that, you'll be prepared for whenever it goes sideways in the heat of the moment and you're live in service or you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're on that important phone call. But if, if you only come up, uh, like I said earlier, if you only have, if you only can play under perfect conditions or you can only lead under perfect conditions, mm-hmm. you're not really going to be that smooth sailor that, you, you know, the saying of, um, uh, rough seas make a great sailor smooth mm-hmm. make a make a poor sailor I'm, I'm butchering the quote but yeah 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 rift and just just expect the unexpected and you'll be a much better leader for it if it goes great then easy peasy you you got it you got lucky there but if it doesn't you're prepared and and you're better for it and your team and and everyone else will reap the benefits of you being pre- over prepared absolutely and, and that leads to point number three. And the reason why I'm kind of going to tie these two together is because um, the, the third um, point is opinions matter. And what I was going to say, and I want to just plug it right into what you said, is that one of the things that I have learned uh, when trying to expect the unexpected, at a certain point, you reach your own limit of what to try to expect. And so something that's been um, really helpful for me is actually surrounding myself with someone else or even like taking a plan. Okay. Cause I, I feel like I'm a good planner. I'm a, I feel like I can put together a good operational plan, but then I'll take that plan and I'll show it to somebody else and say, okay, what do you see? Show me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and they'll be like, okay, dude, good, good. Oh, bro. But did you think about X, Y, Z here? Oh man, dude, I didn't even think about that. Like that, that thought never crossed my mind because I was so zoned in, you know, on that plan. And so I I think, like you said, number two is expect the unexpected, but how can I um, do that? Because at a certain point, like, what else can you expect? You thought you expected all the unexpected things. Well, talk to somebody, you know, share with, share with your team. Um, I always say this, a good leader, a great leader surrounds himself with other people who don't agree on everything or who have a different perspective you know yeah you can you can be told you can get constructive criticism and not get bent out of shape so mm, you have- there you go there. <laughs> i am my father's son <laughs> yeah and and um you know something that was really neat and and we'll wrap it up here with this um, when I was studying um, for at the University of Redlands for my degree in management, uh, I had this professor, old guy, bro. And he said something, bro. I, I, honestly, it's the biggest thing I remember from the whole program. All right. He said, 
the higher up you climb the ladder, the higher up in leadership you go, the less your opinion matters. Mm. And it, bro, that challenged me because I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you saying here, bro? Like the higher up you go, the more weight your decisions carry. But that's where he went. He said the, the top executive, the lead pastor, the whoever they are, when they walk into a room with other leaders, they should not walk in the room with their mind made up on a final decision. What they're looking for, not what he thinks, he wants to know what his whole team thinks. And based on all of their input and all of their perspective, then he's going to make the best possible educated decision. For sure. And bro, that was like a light bulb for me because, um, you know, I've seen leaders, high up leaders who walk in the room and they could care less about your opinion. You know, you're, you're there to hear them. They're, they're, they're not there to hear you. They want you to validate them. Yeah. Yes. They want yes, men. Exactly. And then the opposite I've seen is true where there's leaders, like you were saying in the beginning of this podcast, you know, people that you'll stay late for, you'll, you'll, you'll go the extra mile just because you know, as the follower that that leader is invested in you personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so three, three tips to build that flexibility. Number one, stretch yourself. Number two, expect the unexpected. Number three, Get the opinion of someone else. Get somebody else's feedback, constructive criticism, and uh, you're going to be a more flexible leader for it. Absolutely. Well, this has been awesome. Uh, I want to just, again, thank everybody for either listening to us, if you're listening, or if you're uh, watching us uh, on the podcast, on the show. And uh, I'm just really glad that you were here to be part of it, Ryan, and, and to talk about this with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Well, speaking of having you on, I have a big announcement. I promised uh, all my followers. And that is um, the idea of the Leader Huddle podcast is, is I don't, I didn't want to create a podcast where people would just come in and listen to me talk all day. Uh, I wanted to have dialogue and conversation, not monologue. And uh, really, you know, just, just do what we did today. And so I have a really exciting announcement. This is news to Ryan. No, I'm just kidding. It's not news to oh. him as well. <laughs> Am I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I have I have an exciting announcement for all of the listeners, and that is that I would like to officially welcome Ryan to the Leader Huddle podcast. He is going to be a co-host with me. Yeah, I'm excited for this, man. So what that means is you are going to see a lot more of Ryan. Uh, we're going to co-host shows together. He might do some of his own. I might do some. And then we're also going to interview other leaders and get other people on the show. So, Ryan, welcome to the team, man. I'm glad you're here. Good and, to be here. Good to be here. Yeah, and Thank I think this was, this was an awesome way to, to kick it off, you know, our, our uh, first co-hosting together. So, um, this is the Leader Huddle Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode.